Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another Social Sports Pad Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Ricky, and with me, as always, is Ben. There is no Cobra for this one, as, you know, basically, we are going ahead and predicting the wonderful Week 6 matchups in the NFL. Uh, You know, how are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The NFL season is in full swing. And uh, basically, just to give a light little recap, the Kansas City Chiefs have prevailed over the Denver Broncos 19-8 on Thursday night. Uh, Kansas City barely covering the spread. So uh, anyone who is new to the show, basically the way we are doing things uh, with the prediction show is I will say the matchup and then I will say what the spread is. Ben and I will give our takes on uh, how the game is going to go, whether or not the, you know, the underdog is going to, you know, go above expectations or will they fall and crumble like the rest? And we will give a bold prediction for the game in question. And remember, the bold predictions are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Bulletproof Coffee. You know, nothing says a bold uh bold prediction like a bold cup of coffee. And you definitely need it this week as the Tennessee Titans host the Baltimore Ravens in London as they go back to Tottenham Stadium. Uh, that's where they were last week uh, as the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills. And many reports came out that uh, many of the Bills players were not happy with the way that the you know tur- uh, turf was. It, some even saying that it felt like concrete uh playing on so uh they're back to the scene of that crime so uh question i have for you ben uh before we get into the predictions and everything uh kind of do you see uh like do you see a situation like what happened with buffalo last week where a lot of injuries happened um uh in that game uh do you see a lot of injuries in this game what kind of turf is it that they're using? Are they using regular grass or are they using like an artificial? I think they're using an artificial turf. Uh, like I know Wembley is a grass, uh, whereas uh, Tottenham is, you know, the artificial stuff uh, that we've been kind of hearing uh, lately in the NFL that a lot of players do not want the uh, that kind of turf. Yeah, I, I'm, fully on, I'm fully in agreement, honestly, because – Look at Barry Sanders. I mean, he's that's the reason why he stopped doing it, really, is for his, his the turf he was playing on and his knees. Um, this well, that NFL and also really... being the best player in the league, oh, yeah. being on the worst team. I mean, who would want to, well, you know, too. subject themselves to that, uh, you know, amount of punishment these, for years? These football players don't want to play on that type of surface, and honestly, no player of any sport, soccer. Uh, rugby, whatever you want to call it, they don't want they, they shouldn't be playing on that type of surface anyway. They need to look into it as a sport as a whole, and it should probably fit, should probably be looked into to be fixed. And it should, uh, definitely, and honestly, it should um, be natural grass. I mean, I know it's upkeep and shit, but what the hell? 
they have um I think there's like a uh, grass in Kentucky, uh, like yeah, not uh, not Kentucky bluegrass, uh, or but there's a type of grass there's that literally a... only grows up to like three inches, um, you said. know, and it doesn't need to be that well maintained. But I mean, you know, if you really think about it, you know, you are spending millions of dollars on these pro football players you are getting millions and millions of dollars for these players to play and they are not being able to play because of the conditions of the field the owners definitely need to look at this you know because it is you know it is cost through their investment what i what i did like um is how arizona well, i think it's arizona stadium the the grass comes in and out of the stadium and that's how they treat it like I, I know they can't do that with every stadium, but they need to look into how Arizona is doing it and maybe go from there. Well, I mean, it's just in general. Like we've had so many different, um, you know, different uh, over the years. What, I wasn't even going to mention FedEx Field. I was going to mention um, how the Mexico City game, uh, where they questioned the. Uh, field condition because of because of like the paint um you know same with the you know field in canton ohio uh during the hall of fame game a few years ago where you know they had issues there like (laughs) the leak has been around uh for you know well, I was going to say almost a hundred years, you know, and uh, you know that uh, football has been around, but you know, with as long as the NFL has been, you know, in yeah, um, uh, you know, mind blank for a second there, but as long as the NFL has been around, uh, they have to have a way to pro- protect these players. Like the game is accelerating. And that's part of that issue there is because of how uh, the athletes are anymore. Like they're topping 20 mile an hour, you know. Uh, I mean, you got in guys out there of... that are built like brick walls. And then you guys out, they got guys out there that are skinny and scrawny that are made to be fast. It's hard to do, you know. It's hard to have a, you know, a be all. Yeah. You know, but you know, there, this definitely needs to be a science worked into, uh, get, get yourself some nerds and get this figured out NFL, because, you know, honestly, you know, (laughs) if you don't get it, uh, we'll just be, uh, you know, keeping on plugging about like, Hey, Get yourself a, you know, third string running back jersey over at fanatics.com, you know, using the uh, using the keyword camp until the 16th for up to 65 percent off of the uh, off of your uh, off of your cart. So, like, hey, come on, man. Uh, Like, that's the kind of stuff that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I can do to help prevent injuries. I mean, like, I mean. It may change. I mean, it, people, the fans don't like, may not like it, but I mean, you have the XFL kickoff rule. I mean, that's not that bad. It's not really that bad of a rule. I mean, sometimes they break out in big yardage 
Please. Well, I mean, not going to lie. You know, the kickoff has been one of the uh, most dangerous plays in the NFL. Uh, I mean, uh, the, way, the way the XFL does it doesn't seem as bad. Well, I, I mean, and that's good for the uh, XFL. I, and I mean, not going to lie, that is good for the sport in general. All right. They should have like for year almost even, even they the should get rid of the kickoff. I even they like really the should. Rule that they have. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they could implement. I mean, they have the punt rule that the uh, XFL has where you can't kick it. Well, I mean, the XFL has to do something to not be, you know, NFL light. All right. So they're going to be implementing different things. I, I mean, just also look at the first time the XFL came around. All right. They didn't have the over, over the player camera. They didn't have a lot of the camera angles that they did, well, the you know, that they have XFL, now. The original XFL is the one that innovated the uh, sky cam. So yeah. If it wasn't so, for the original XFL, you wouldn't even have the sky cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> kudos, you know, and, and I definitely see I like that they should definitely implement maybe the extra point rules, not get rid of field goal kicking, but maybe make some more. <sighs> intriguing for the nfl the nfl needs something more they need grass they need they need better grip better fields and need a little bit more excitement because honestly kicking a field goal and going for two points yawn let's add a little bit more excitement to it but i mean kickers are people too sir um yeah do not do not forget those kickers all right uh, they are kickers. Um, yeah. Did you notice the NFL has been promoting um, the uh, that famous uh, kid on YouTube? Oh, what's, the, what's his name? The um... must not be that famous. No, there, there's a there's a there's a guy who um, has been kicking field. He's he's good at kicking field goals, and for some reason nobody wants to pick him up in the NFL because of how. See, like a trick yes. shot artist. He's more like a YouTube personality, and the NFL doesn't want a YouTube personality. I mean that, and he probably makes him he more money paid. than he would ever make in the paid. NFL right. on and YouTube. Doesn't want him to get paid for doing it, so that's the other issue. Yeah, well, either even so, uh, but going back into everything, like we could do an entire podcast on player safety and different things like that. Um, but you know, basically this show is all about the predictions, you know, basically getting us ready for Sunday, 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 Sunday. So, uh, we go back to London, uh, where the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, they're listed as the visiting team, even though both teams are visiting, uh, Baltimore has a three and a half point edge, over the Tennessee Titans. So for people that don't gamble, uh, remember that in order for Baltimore to beat the spread, Baltimore has to win by four points over the Tennessee Titans. Or need buttons. So, all right. So, Ben, go ahead and give me your uh, your prediction on how this game is going to go, and then give me a bold. Hmm. You know, I'm not high on the Ravens this year. And I haven't really been high on Lamar Jackson. Uh, it, he's a very streaky player. 
and now they're traveling over to England and London. Um, they did go over on Tuesday, not Friday, like a certain other did, team that traveled when did, last week. When did the Titans come over? Do you know about that one? Don't know. Uh, all I know is, because uh, I was talking about it at work today, that uh, the Ravens went over on Tuesday instead of Friday like Buffalo did. <laughs> so, Man, you know, this could go either way. And honestly, I don't even favor the Ravens in this game, but I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't really don't want to go against the Ravens, but for some reason I'm going to go bold and we'll say the Titans are going to win. Um, okay. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson's going to get the hangover from going over to London, and the Ravens are going to get struck like the Bills did, and he's going to throw two interceptions and only throw for 120 yards. Okay. I mean, uh, not going to lie. Uh, with the way the Ravens played against the Steelers last week, I'm kind of surprised that they did give the Ravens this uh, edge. And especially since the Titans played the Colts, who beat the Ravens, uh, uh, they played them hard last week, yeah, even though... Um, you know, like the problems right now with Tennessee are with the ground game. And I am going to say that that's the reason why Baltimore actually does cover uh, three and a half points. Uh, my bold prediction is I see two 100 yard rushers uh, coming out of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, be it uh, Lamar and Gus Edwards or Gus Edwards and Justice Hill or even Melvin Gordon getting over 100 yards. You know, we don't know. I know Melvin Gordon sighted, but, you know, but again, you know, uh, this is one I definitely see the Ravens going ahead and winning by four uh, and covering the spread. Uh, so uh, that is the very, very early uh, Sunday game. Uh, we will go uh, from there. And just like, yeah, we definitely need a <laughs> cup of coffee in the big time for that one. Um, but uh, just like, wow, just like uh, our prediction show last week, we go from London to Atlanta as the Atlanta oh, Falcons yeah. host the Washington Commanders, uh, the Falcons coming off of a close victory over the Tennessee Titans, and the Commanders going uh, going and getting a humbling uh, last Thursday night. Uh, so uh, the Atlanta Falcons are listed uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Commanders. And, Ben, do you see the extra three days as a benefit to the Commanders, or will uh, the Commanders forget again to uh, cover a fucking receiver? You know, this team has irritated the fuck out of me. I mean, you're a fan, dude. Uh, like that's uh, that's easy for your, your uh, team to, you know, irritate you. Especially they're a top five offense right now, but their defense has sucked. You know, sucked a big long glizzy. You know what I mean? Oh, they really have. And I'm trying to find what Ron Rivera said. And Ron Rivera said something really fucking stupid. What the fuck did he do? Hold on. There was some. I mean, he's on his way out. Yeah, like we all, we both know it. Like, like I'm really fucking pissed. 
Hold on, let me see what did he Again, say? you're a, you're Honor, a fan, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So while you're looking that up, I'll give uh, <laughs> I'll give my kind of take on it. All right, and then you know, so we'll kind of swap. You know, this, that's a good thing we'll do uh, since it's just the two of us. You know, as we can, you know, while you know, while one looks up something, the other can give their kind of hot take. Um, so, like for me, I I really am going to say that it's going to be the Commanders uh, pulling the upset over the Falcons here. Um, just the Falcons haven't really impressed me this year. Um, you know, if they can tighten up on defense, uh, the commanders, uh, and protect Sam Howell, you know, Sam Howell right now is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, that to me either screams that nobody's getting open, uh, just like Josh Allen had that problem in the first year of his, uh, his rookie year, uh, you know, where there was like no degree of separation, um, you know, for, you know, <coughs> for this right. team, um, you know, I mean, Brian Robinson, like he had, uh, he had struggles, like, it's just like he runs into defenders instead of hitting the hole, you yeah, know, it's like he's um, not finding the hole either that or the defenders or, or not the defender, but the offensive line is just not creating the hole. I, I mean, offensive line, uh, that's actually probably the uh, situation there is well, just, you know, they're not good. You know, they can't protect Howell. They can't open up holes for uh, Robinson. Like, that's that's an issue. What can they do? Uh, <laughs> uh, suck. Well, uh, oh, uh, probably hold. You know, like, uh, there were a lot of holding calls against the Bears. Uh, but, you know, for that, like uh, – I, I mean, as much as I sound like I'm going to talk myself into saying the Falcons again, um, you know, I still go with the Commanders. I definitely, uh, I, I like their offense a lot better than Atlanta's. Uh, like, Atlanta has, like, the pieces, but it just, like, they don't feel like they're together. Um, bold prediction, I see uh, Sam Howell, uh, you know, Lighten it up, uh, 350 yard game, four touchdowns. You know, uh, uh, only two to uh, receivers though. Uh, I definitely see probably uh, Logan Thomas touchdown and a uh, and a uh, Brian Robinson touchdown. Uh, oh, the yeah. B Robinsons are going to have four touchdowns apiece. So not a piece uh, combined. I don't know, man. I'm looking at the stat lines. The Falcons right now are averaging allowing defensive-wise passing yards 190 yards a game and 104 rushing yards a game. That's that that's a pretty good defense. Uh, like who they played? Who they played? All right, in five games, two of them were Carolina, and like the Texans were not able to march up the field against. I mean, uh, fair. The I mean, fair. You know, and. And the Jaguars did not have to do much, you know, against them. So, you know, hey, there you go. This is the time. Do we find out are the Falcons real or are the commanders real? Because right now this is do or die for both teams, really. Well, more or less, this is do or die for Washington because Washington needs to win this or they're going to fall behind two and four. They need. I mean, they're already three games behind Philly. 
I mean, they need to at least make a wild card. They can make a wild card. They don't need to worry about winning the division. We already know Philly's going to win the division. My issue right now is the lack of coaching, the lack of responsibility in that fucking locker room. So a few days ago, a couple days ago, Ron Rivera posted a note and, and put a phrase in all caps, do your job. Ooh, that's scary. And then he says, there's a sense and a feel that we're not doing the things that we need to do. No shit, Sherlock. What we need to do is fire Jack Del Rio. He's three years behind on needing to get fired. He should have been fired three years ago. There's no need for that motherfucker to be standing around in that building anymore and on that sideline. He needs to go. That defense should not be getting burned the way it is. That defense is better than what it what it is. You have number one draft picks all on the front line. Well, like, hey, you know, first round draft picks absolutely don't mean shit. I mean, good. yeah, if you, they're all good if, how long? How long did the Detroit uh, take to be a winning ball club? And, like, remember, in the 90s, you brought up Barry Sanders earlier. I mean, the reason why he left, like, yeah, they had, like, first-rounder, 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 and they played, like, shit. Well, the issue so, isn't the front line. Like, they're oh, not yeah, utilizing the, the, the issue is the secondary. Issue. You know, that, that, secondary that secondary. Issue, not... So, Fuller's, like, number two ranked overall cornerback in the league. What they're not doing is they're not protecting their rookie cornerback. He's still going to get burned because he's not learned yet. He needs to learn. Granted, they may have fucked up, may have picked the wrong cornerback, which I don't think they did. In the long run, I, I mean, think he's going to turn out and be good. Maybe. Maybe it's just, you know, he's not getting coached right. Yeah, yeah, he's getting taken to the learning tree. So That's the issue that lies with Jack Del Rio. Like, that's you know, not just Jack Del Rio, who's the top, you know, dog on that. You also have your secondary coaches. You have, you know, everything, you know, all the other coaches. There's more than just the defensive coordinator. You know, like the secondary coach need to be, well, you know, all up on that guy's ass. Jack uh, Del Rio and... has a very lackluster defense. <laughs> very ho hum. Very yeah, it is, and it's very laxed. They let play. They let plays happen. They just let it go, and they give a whole bunch of space for a receiver to catch the ball on a third down when it should be. Yeah, it's a third it's down a zone defense. It's a zone defense. Okay, I know. zone he, defenses are definitely. I mean, look at you know, uh, kind of you know, bringing you know, bringing our uh, our fan base uh, selves into it. But look at Jacksonville versus Buffalo on third down. All right. I mean, yeah, they were facing injury, but they had to go into a zone defense, so, and Trevor Lawrence was able to exploit it with Calvin Ridley. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. So, ever since Eric Bannemi has been in been with Washington, Washington has been averaging at least 30 points a game. Last week, they didn't do it, of course, but hey, it happens. So, the Chiefs haven't been doing it. So, I'm pretty sure it, you know, the enemy is taking an effect on the offense because we see the Chiefs are kind of sputtering, especially against Broncos. But um, 
I definitely see the Commanders winning, even though I'm hesitant on picking them. I see the Commanders winning. I do see the Commanders hitting 30 points. I say it's going to be Commanders going to win. I'm going with 33, Falcons 27. I'm going to go with, like you said, Howell's probably going to hit about 350, Mark. I'm going to say he's going to get about – throw two touchdowns. They're going to have B-Rob is probably going to run for 120 for a touchdown. All right. And so, I hope um, we finally see Terry McLaurin have a 100-yard receiving game. I mean, hey, it happens. Now, this is uh, this is a fun matchup. This would have been, um, you know, uh, this would have been, been a tankman if they were actually in the division to win it. Well, yeah, but uh, moving on, we're going to go to Chicago. Uh, this one would have been. Are you there, Ricky? Ricky, we're having technical difficulties. I lost Ricky. I don't hear Ricky talking currently at the moment. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, sir. Okay. So, yeah, the issue with technology, the phone locked up. So, um, yeah. So, if it goes to my lock screen, you know, like the choice of not being able to do things in the studio. So, um, so basically, uh, we're moving on from uh, Atlanta and uh, the Commanders to, uh, you know, kind of this would have been an, a more intriguing matchup a couple of weeks ago uh, as the uh, Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings are going against each other. Uh, they are both one and four after finally getting off the schneid. Um, it would have been the very Minnesota Vikings. Huh? If they were actually it would have been very intriguing if they were in it to to win the division. But no. Uh, to win the division, or you know, basically right now it's like uh, now all suck bill. But yeah, so uh, uh, the most intriguing part about this matchup is uh, if the uh, Minnesota Viking, how the Minnesota Vikings are going to, um, you know, recover from losing Justin Jefferson. All right. Will KJ Osborne and uh, Addison will they step up to the plate? Um, that's you know basically the question there. Uh, the odds people in Vegas are definitely saying that Minnesota still has the uh, still has the gumption to beat the Bears and giving them uh, uh, two and a half point favorites uh, in Chicago. I mean. They are betting on the one o'clock Kirk Cousins uh, over the Bears who uh, stomped the mud hole in the Commanders. So, uh, Benton, what do you see in this game? I see a lot of hot garbage. Now, on a serious note, though, I see the Bears finally turning it around. I feel like they finally figured out how to win, um, even though it was at the expense of my team. <laughs> Um, and I mean, however, to be fair, they almost let them win. Uh, like there uh, were a couple plays missed in that fourth quarter where Washington actually could have won that game. Um, I mean, before that 50 yard touchdown pass to Moore, uh, that they were in it. 
Yeah, I mean, they so. were, they almost gave it up. I agree. They did almost give up the game. However, they didn't. Um, I, I do see I do see the, the Bears winning. I don't see them winning by a lot, but I do see them winning. Now... I do see DJ Moore breaking out again. He's going to get 157 yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Kind of almost like he did last week. Uh, and I mean, to be fair, that's going to be how they're going to beat uh, Minnesota through the air. Um, you know, especially because, like, the Bears are currently down three running backs. Uh, Travis Homer has a hamstring injury. Um, Khalil Herbert is on IR. Uh, the rookie, uh, Rashawn Johnson is not playing because of a concussion. So we're going to see, uh, uh, God, I almost said D'Angelo Williams. Um, but, uh, so Devonta Foreman, uh, you know, he's going to be the starter and, uh, we have, uh, a guy that was just signed off of Miami's practice squad. Those are going to be the two running backs splitting carries as well as the fullback. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I, you know, again, the Vikings I mentioned earlier are without Justin Jefferson as he landed on IR. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of the, the battle of attrition uh, that's going to be handled here. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't watch either one of these games, like, you know, note to note. Um, but I'm going with the Bears on this one only because, you know, the Vikings can't stop anything through the air. Uh, and just like Washington wasn't able to. So I see uh, the combo of Justin Fields and uh, DJ Moore uh, basically getting us uh, getting us some uh, money if we put them in our uh, daily fantasy lineups. Uh, this might be the game where we get uh, holla at your boy. So, uh, moving on, we will see. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, holla at your boy brought to you by the people at W Energy. Um, so, uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks uh, going to Cincinnati. Uh, as they take on the struggling Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so, I don't even uh, know from, how they're favored. <laughs> yeah, they are favored by three and a half points. And I don't see, I, I guess they're taking into the Seattle, you know, West Coast to the East uh, and a one o'clock game into effect for that. But with the Cincinnati offensive struggles, like, this is almost a no-brainer. Give it to Seattle. Uh, the, the Bengals are definitely bungling it up. Uh, and, um, I mean, it's almost do or die uh, for the Cincinnati. If they lose this game, I'm pretty much going to say that January, they're going to be sitting at home. And that's my bold prediction on that. Yeah, the Bengals are uh, on their way out. They're on. They're on the outside looking in currently. Is how I'm looking at it. Yep. I definitely see Seattle taking this one as well. I don't see the Bengals winning this. There's too much going on in Bengals land. Honestly, <laughs> if this keeps happening, the Bengals could end up being a seller at the end of the uh, by the time trade deadline comes around. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, there was a rumor going around that uh, Jamar or Chase uh, had been like, "Yeah, trade me." Um, I heard, yeah, I was hearing that he's not happy right now. I mean, to be fair, you know, I wouldn't be happy losing either. But um, yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, Burrow's not even playing the way he should be either. Well, I mean, he got paid. You know, he got paid, and you know, now he's like, "Fuck it." All right, so moving from Cincinnati, we're going to keep it in Ohio as we go to Cleveland as the Cleveland Browns host the wonderfully hot, the wonderful, amazing San Francisco 49ers as the 49ers come into town five and a half point favorites. Now, not going to lie, after week one, this would have been a far bigger uh, matchup on paper, but with the loss of Nick Chubb, with Deshaun Watson not going into play, um, I'm going to say uh, 49ers are also going to be uh, a candidate for holla at your boy, um, you know, yeah, oh, coming yeah. out of this game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I want to say that Cleveland, my bold prediction on this one is that Cleveland does not muster 150 yards of total offense. Ooh, that's a big one. So uh, I definitely see the 49ers also coming out and, and winning this. Um, look for Run CMC to go to the Rock Hall of Fame because he's going to run all over these Browns. It, on ESPN, it's telling me a nine-and-a-half point favorite for San Francisco. Uh, I mean, I see it. I mean, I, I can see that, definitely. Um, 49ers are going to blow the Browns out of the water. The Browns are going to wish they didn't even come to the game. They're going to wish they never even showed up. I, I agree the Browns are going to get stumped and look for the Browns to not even get 100 yards of total offense. Ooh, even bolder. <laughs> All right. So, um, going uh, going from one ass whooping to another, uh, we are going to the we're, – we're taking our talents to South Beach uh, as we are going to see the Miami Dolphins beat the Carolina Panthers' ass. Um, I mean, Miami is slated to win by 13 and a half, uh, but, uh, you know, they kind of got the uh, – the ones and the 10 spot, uh, this could be a 31 and a half point spread and Miami would probably cover. Um, Miami is just too good offensively. I mean, Carolina kept up in the first half with Detroit last week, but again, I, this is just as one sided as it gets. Do you oh, yeah, have definitely. a bold for this one? I mean, you know, I know like Tua's gonna, you know, go for like 350. He's gonna throw for four touchdowns. That's not bold. Uh, Tyreek Hill's gonna have, you know, uh, over 100 yards. He's gonna have a touchdown. Jalen Waddle's gonna have a touchdown. Um, yeah, yeah. There is no real bold out of this. It's almost. It would be bold if they did not make it. You know, uh, like they have. So. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't a bold, I and mean, we could go bold and say the Dolphins will struggle, but they'll barely win. Carolina but will win a quarter. That's it. That That is All my right, bold prediction. My bold. That Carolina yeah, will win yeah. for 15 minutes. Uh, they will not... be, they'll be uh, beating the Dolphins by at least seven points for a quarter. 
I wouldn't even say beating them at all. They will not have the lead, but I think they'll outscore the Dolphins during one quarter in the box score. And that's as bold as I'm going with this one for Carolina. All right. So now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, red hot from London. They are coming back, and they are hosting Minshew Mania, running wild, brother, as the Indianapolis Colts come into town. The Jags are three-and-a-half-point favorites, but uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they have Jonathan Taylor back. Zach Muss is mussing it up, and uh, like I said, Minshew Mania is running wild, brother. Uh, what say you about uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who uh, looking at uh, the ESPN Pick'em uh, spread standings, the 69% of you guys have Jacksonville winning against the Indianapolis Colts. So, Ben, what do you think? Oh, man, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know what they did, but they must have brought that police box from London because they went back in time, baby. The old Jaguars are back. Woohoo! Let's go. Minshew Mania is over. It's not going to start no more. Look for the Jaguars to bring that AEW energy over to the quarterback. And Trevor Lawrence, baby, is back in town. And he's going to throw that baby around. Look for the Jaguars to beat the Colts by 10. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, is that your bold, the Jags by 10? That's my bolt now. That's not my bolt. My bolt. Yeah, not that bold. Is Jonathan Taylor back? Yes. Yeah, uh, he played last week against the Titans. He didn't really do much. They're kind of easing him slowly back in. Um, I mean, Zach Moss uh, ran for like 150 last week uh, against the Titans. So, you know, they got a nice two uh, two headed uh, two headed uh, dragon right there. Uh, so. so, the Jaguars will give up 100 yards. Jonathan Taylor, but still win the game. Okay. So my bold prediction, um, I, I see the Jags winning this game. Um, my bold prediction is that uh, the Colts are going to struggle, uh, just like Josh Allen did last week. Uh, I see uh, Garner Minshew throwing for three interceptions uh, to the Jags. Uh, they are definitely doing really well uh, lately. And yeah. Uh, I see the Jaguars winning this. And we'll finish out the 1 o'clock games with one of the matchups I am definitely wanting to watch, uh, which is kind of shocking compared to, you know, the beginning of this year. But we have the New Orleans Saints going in against Houston only as uh, point-and-a-half favorites over the red-hot Texans. You know, what do you th- what do you see on this? I mean, it's definitely going to be a tight game. It, I mean, it's too, it's, the Texans are looking better than what we thought they would. However, I am on the Saints train. Let's go, uh, Car. I, I, you know, I want Car to do good, and <laughs> I just want I, I want a Car to do good and. I like David Carr. Is it it's David? No, God, it's David Carr, right? Derek. Damn it. Derek. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Derek. David was the Texan. Yeah, that's why I thought of David because I saw Texans and yeah. So yeah, Derek Carr, I like him. He's great. Slate me in for the Saints to win. 
Derek Carr is going to throw for 370, four touchdowns, beat that Texans ass. They're going to win by two touchdowns. Okay. Uh, me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go I'm going to go the opposite now from you uh, on this. I actually see the Texans winning. Uh, like the Texans uh, play are playing their hearts out. Um, you know, a couple of couple of things, and you know, we be talking about the three and two Texans going against the three and two Saints. I mean, it'd be nice um, to see the Texans actually do something for a change. Yeah. Uh, so like for me, yeah, I'm going to say the Texans are going to beat the Saints. The Saints have been kind of struggling on offense, uh, since Camara came back, uh, especially like through the air. Um, you know, noticing like Olave and, uh, Michael Thomas aren't really going there. Uh, I think, uh, Carr's a little bit, uh, more banged up than he's letting on. Um, oh. and I see the Texans, uh, exploiting it. I always feel – I mean, I always feel like the Texans, ever since they came into the league, they've always been the redheaded stepchild. Everybody overlooks them. <laughs> Pretty much. And, I mean, you know, yeah, the Saints did uh, go, you know, like 34 points over the Patriots. But the Patriots suck uh, this year. I mean, with good reason. Uh, they suck. But, you know, hey, um, you know what – Oh, 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 speaking of the Patriots, that's where we're going next. Uh, we're going uh, with oh, the Raiders versus the Patriots. <laughs> All right. Uh, as I mentioned uh, last week when uh, I learned of this game, I'm like, yeah, in a matchup that absolutely sounds as appetizing as gas station sushi. The Las Vegas Raiders are hosting the New England Patriots, uh, favored at three and a half points. Not gonna lie, this for me is the safe is my safe money bet of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to beat that ass. Yeah, they're gonna be the latest team to score 35 on the New England Patriots. Um, yeah, I see the struggles for the Patriots resuming. Uh, I see the Raiders getting a nice little tune-up. Devontae Adams. You're going to have 150 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to look like Tom Brady against his former uh, head coach, uh, Bill Belichick. Well, he uh, is owned by Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, uh, I, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, Raiders over to Patriots in very much the most mid-matchup of the day. Ben, what would you say? <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, sounds like you just had some of that gas station uh, sushi. Uh, that is the Raiders versus the Patriots. I really did. <laughs> I see. Uh, I I do see the Patriots getting an ass whooping. Um, <clears throat> at this point, Bill Belichick's law, job is on the line. Uh, they're gonna fall to one and five. Uh, Mac Jones is probably going to be benched permanently after this game if he's not the starter or if he's not not the starter already. <laughs> if he is, he's definitely probably going to be permanently benched after this game. Uh, the Raiders are going to pick him off probably three times and two pick sixes. I look for the Raiders to definitely win by 35 points. 
Wolf. All right. Now for better matchups. And speaking of former Tom Brady uh, teams, uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Detroit Lions in a battle of one loss teams as the Detroit Lions are four and one versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three and one. Uh, the Lions are walking into town with three and a half point favorites over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What say you, Ben? Baker Mayfield is surely baking that cake over there in Tampa Bay land. He's doing good, and he's doing better than I thought he would. I mean, I I, I didn't think he would do horrible, but he's going against the Lions. I don't see him beating the Lions. The Lions are too good. I look for the Lions to win. Uh, they're they're, they're going to cover the spread. I look for golf to have an amazing game. He's going to go for 350, and I'd say he's only going to miss two of his passes. Yeah, not going to lie. Jared Goff has definitely got caught a resurgence uh, since going to Detroit. Uh, he is definitely not the same Jared Goff that only put up three points against Tom Brady uh, and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He doesn't um, and he yeah, he actually looks relaxed and poised and, you know, everything like that. He, um, he just needed to, re to fine-tune his skills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, uh, I am – I'm going with the Lions. I agree with you. Uh, they got Amon-Raw, uh, St. Brown back in the lineup uh, going against them. And, I mean, they didn't do uh, too badly, but, I mean, that was also – they went against Carolina. Uh, Gibbs is still out. Uh, so it's going to be the David Montgomery Show, who is also enjoying a wonderful resurgence in uh, uh, Detroit uh, over yes, you know, from his time in Chicago. Um, you know, I mean, this is absolutely the game of the four o'clock games that I want on my TV. And if it's not on my TV, I'm probably going to call and smack somebody in the face. Um, you know, because again, this, this is my game of the week. Um, so, uh, from there. Uh, we'll go, uh, kind of speaking of how we talk about that, uh, Jared Goff. Yeah, so yeah, like, uh, oh yeah, uh, bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to say David Montgomery, three touchdowns. You know, that's, nice. that's my thing there. Uh, but yeah, speaking <laughs> of Goff, we're going to his former team as they host the Arizona Cardinals. And this one, oh, this one's going to be very interesting to me because I hate when a division matchup is given six and a half. Um, the Rams are six and a half point favors over the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have been playing hard. Um, and I mean, and it's also a division game. Division games are fucky. Um, so on this note, um, I'm going to go first on this. I see the Rams winning, but I also don't see them covering the spread. I don't see them covering the six and a half. Probably they're going to win by a field goal. Um, my bold prediction is, is we will see Cooper Cup with 20 receptions. 20 receptions in this game. So, Ooh. you know, if you're going to put somebody in a uh, PPR or in your DraftKings and uh, FanDuel lineups, definitely Cooper Cup, 20 receptions, calling it now. Hmm. Ben? You know, I'm going opposite of what you're saying here. I don't think the Cardinals are going to play hard. I mean, I think they'll play hard. 
but I don't think the game is going to be as close as you think it's going to be. Uh, the Cardinals are hit and miss. They're flashing the pan. They're 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 up and down, um, and they're going against the Rams. The Rams have Cooper Cup back for the second week in a row, and he's finally going to be you know in tune with himself. He did great last week. Uh, now Nuka Cola, he didn't do a lot, um, so they didn't put him in the game a lot. Probably Cup got all the stuff, but hey, you know what? It's going to be different this time around because you know why? Both receivers are going to have 120 yards. I uh, look for 15 receptions by Cup, 12 by Nuka Cola. All right. All right. So, uh, this is good. Uh, well, this is an okay matchup. As the Philadelphia Eagles go into uh, the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets, uh, this is kind of a, you know, Six and a half point spread to you know uh, favor the Eagles. The Jets are the Jets. The Eagles are the Eagles. Not gonna lie, I have no bold prediction from this. Eagles are gonna win by you know covering the spread, and it's just, eh, I expect it at this point. Yeah, I look for Jalen Hurts to run all over the Jets. <laughs> There's no competition here. The Jets are going to get demolished. Jalen Hurts is going to have a 125-yard running game along with a 275-yard passing game and four touchdowns total. Not going to lie. That, you know, for this matchup, that doesn't even sound bold. You know, it's just that. Uh, hey. um, so, um, now we're going to Sunday night as the Buffalo Bills host the New York Giants. Um, Buffalo is favored by 14 and a half. They're coming off of a bad trip to England uh, where yeah, they, they like half of their uh, defensive starters uh, got hurt. Uh, the Giants, uh, they are without their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones. But it looks like Saquon Barkley is going to be slated to play. So we have Tyrod Taylor and Saquon Barkley against the the limping Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, what do you see, Ben? I just cannot see uh... – the Giants are barking up the wrong tree. Um, the Bills are just going to run over the Giants' defense. The Giants' offense is not going to have enough power to come back. And I, I do see Buffalo beating the spread and covering it. The Giants just don't have enough power right now. They're they're not a full team. And now they have Tyrod back there. He's, he's not going to do much better than Jones did. Uh, so wish him luck. Uh, this is probably going to be the death of him this week. Um, <laughs> good luck, Tyrod. Now, I I say Buffalo wins, but I don't think Buffalo covers. Uh, only because of the way that defense is. I see Brian Dable uh, game planning and working on ways, uh, especially if Saquon is back fully. Like, it. Uh, you know, if he's able to produce anything, then yeah, I see Buffalo winning by nine, not by fifteen. Um, so uh, my bold prediction is that Tyrod Taylor is going to have three hundred yards and through the air because of how uh, weak that uh, offense uh, or that defense is. Yeah, and finally. We have the Dallas Cowboys going into Los Angeles 
as they take on the Chargers. Uh, the Cowboys are favored by two and a half over the Chargers. Ben, what say you? This is a big game. This is my game of the week. I feel that the Chargers need to win this more than the Cowboys. However, that is also not true because if the Cowboys lose against the Chargers, they have lost against a former uh, offensive coordinator of theirs, uh, Kellen. Kellen, uh, what was it? What's his name? Um, what's his name? Kellen. Someone's, what's his name? Quarterback. Coach? I don't know his name. But you know what I'm talking about. I guess, yeah. <coughs> Kellen Moore, I think. Yes, that guy. Yes. So the Chargers have more. The Chargers are more at stake right now because they need to win this game to stay afloat. The Cowboys need to win this for job's sake, not just for playoff sake. I look for the Chargers to win. I look for Dak to blow the game yet again. And a stat I heard over the weekend, over the week, was um, <laughs> off the ESPN radio is the Chargers have allowed over – have averaged allowing 300 passing yards per game, whereas the NFL, a third of the NFL, hasn't even allowed a total of 300 yards of offense per game. So that right there is Dak's option to say, hey, am I going to play like crap or should I play like the Dak? I should play. I'm getting paid to be played like. However, I think crap Dak is going to show up and he's going to throw three interceptions and the Chargers are going to win and stomp the Cowboys out of San Diego. I mean, I'm sorry, Los Angeles. My bad. Yeah, fuck you, Spanos. But, um, yeah, so basically my opinion, uh, that stat right there where the Chargers have allowed 300 yards of total uh, or 300 yards of passing and while a third of the league is only allowed about 300 yards of total offense. Yeah. That stats. I see, you know, I see a huge (laughs) game by CD lamb. Uh, I see CD lamb 150, two touchdowns as the Dallas Cowboys beat the uh, Los Angeles chargers uh, and kind of, you know, keep the chargers going in a level of mediocrity. Uh, If Eckler was playing, Sure, uh, but it's still. You don't uh, see Dak blowing the game. Yep, I don't see Dak blowing the game. I see, you know, the Chargers defense is, you know, basically bad enough. I could be quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and I could throw for three hundred yards in that offense. I mean, behind that offensive line, I mean, I would say anybody could. Hey, well, me and coach, I'll take a million dollars. College boy. All right, so uh, basically that covers uh, all of the games. Uh, as we do with the prediction, um, you know, the prediction uh, pot, podcast episode, uh, me and Ben, we're going to go ahead and do our ever-evolving Super Bowl matchup that you see based on performance. So, Ben, what do you see your Super Bowl being this week? Right now, this week, I am showing the 49ers facing off. Hmm. 
last week I said the Bills, but the Bills are sputtering. Yep. Let's go with the Kansas City Chiefs at the moment. I mean, I agree with you on uh, the 49ers being there, but uh, I'm going back to uh, the week before. Uh, I'm going to say the 49ers are going to beat the Miami Dolphins. Um yeah, I mean, you know, Kansas City, I would put them kind of like, you know, uh, AFCB. Um, but the problem right now with Kansas City is that offense. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a concern. Yeah, if it's not Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, they're not that good. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, maybe this, it was all Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid wasn't the mastermind. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. And Tyree Kill. I mean, God, could you imagine, like, if Tyree Kill was back on this team? Like, uh, Valdez Gambling is not the guy uh, there. Sky Moore is not the guy. Uh, it's like Rasheed Rice. rid of a lot of speed that was on that offense. Well, yeah. Uh, that, Michael Hardman. I, I mean, not going to lie. I'm sure, like, with the situation that's going on right now, I'm pretty sure Michael Hardman would love to be back in Kansas City right now. Um, absolutely, but you know, hey, this is what the this is what you got going for you. Uh, so uh, everybody, thank you so much again for listening to uh, me and Ben. Uh, Ben, thank you as always for uh, you know, being part of the podcast and everything. Um, but everybody, I hope you'll have a wonderful weekend, uh, and enjoy some of these games. Uh, definitely of the weeks uh, that we've covered, this kind of seems like the weakest that we've had this year. So, um, it felt like it definitely. Yeah, like everybody get some rest. You know, it's gonna be kind of a nice snooze fest. Um, you might want to get yourself some energy gummies or something like that. If you want to stay awake, uh, don't operate any sort of like heavy machinery. Um, Bulletproof has the gummies they have them. Nice. Uh, I might definitely get some if I'm going to try and stay, uh, stay awake through all, uh, 11 hours of, uh, football, uh, this, uh, this week. Um, but again, uh, this is this has been your episode of the Social Sports Bad Podcast. I am Ricky, and with me was Ben. And uh, for all of us at the Social Sports Bad Podcast, uh, we definitely want to wish you a good night, good week, and always good season. Uh, good season. Good season. <laughs>